Welcome to Makeup School, an accessible and educational series hosted by me, Shanti, and global makeup artist, Ross Andrew Arthur. That's me, Shanti, babes. This Makeup School is designed to set the foundation of your makeup knowledge from brows to bronzers. We're here to help brush up your beauty skills. This week on Makeup School. I was just craving like human interaction. No, my sister, my brother, my dad and mum don't want to talk to me about makeup. So it was like my <laughs> outlet. So I was almost every day filming and uploading onto my YouTube channel. Yes, it was like a reject shop. That's where yes. I used to get makeup from. And they had those little lip glosses that were real. You could flick them open, kind of like that thing Dumbledore uses in The Philosopher's Stone. <laughs> yeah. But I'm seeing so much cool, creative, editorial style makeup. And I really love that, like weird shapes or like blunt kind of edges to the eyeshadow, floating eyeliners, cool stuff like that. Funny, I said to Shanti, the last time I saw you in person was just like, I think we were getting drunk at the QT in Sydney. <laughs> and I was like, Chloe, this is my boyfriend, Jack. And you were telling me the story about Seba. Um, so I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions today. And we're really excited to have you here. And some of them are going to be really easy. But the one that I would love to know the most is where did it all begin for you? Um, well, when I was a very little girl, my family owned a motel and we lived and worked at the motel 24-7. So I like lived in where the office was. Um, and my mum had a little bit of makeup, like Nutramedic stuff and I guess some L'Oreal. So I used to play with that all the time. And I always asked for or requested makeup or nail polish or something for my presence. I was super like into all that. So, you know, my first... Uh, foray into it was definitely like via toys, <laughs> the toy version of makeup. And then when I was a teenager, my mum was pretty strict. I couldn't like shave my legs, dye my hair or wear makeup or anything like that until I was about 16. So I probably started wearing makeup when I was 16 and it would have been like lip gloss and concealer and stuff. And then when it comes to social media, I feel like I was on it kind of straight away. I was watching makeup tutorials in like 2007, 2008 on YouTube. And you were just like, I think I can have a piece of this. I was just loving watching it. And I was always a bit like bold in the weird extracurricular activities that I wanted to do. Like I was never good at sports or anything, but I got involved in like all different weird, like not the normal styles of dancing and stuff that everyone else kind of did, I guess. And Everyone at school said that I was a little bit weird. <laughs> I used to go sit in the library and read Harry Potter or I was filming my makeup tutorials and people said that it was, you know, lame to do. People used to laugh at me. Um, but I Look, guess... he's laughing now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So when you started filming for the first time, was it YouTube or was it Instagram? It was YouTube. Instagram didn't exist yet. So my first YouTube videos were... It was not actually me uploading a tutorial. It was back then people, um, someone was hosting a contest. The first YouTube video I did was someone hosted a contest where we had to submit our own makeup look via like, it was a basically a slideshow tutorial, <laughs> a slideshow video, like, yeah. and then uploaded on YouTube. Uh, and the first one was your fiercest makeup look. And I did one that with like red eyeshadow inspired by lava. And I didn't win or anything, but I'm pretty sure the prize was one of those Coastal Scents makeup palettes. Do you remember Coastal Scents? <laughs> yeah. I wanted I it so bad. 
but I didn't win. Because, you know, back then in Australia, we did not have access to makeup the same way that they did over here. Yeah, I said to Shanti, when I moved to Australia, I don't know, 13 years ago, it was just like, it was very limited. The shade range was limited. There was just like, I went from working in, in Mac in London to then coming to Mac over here. And I was like, yeah. uh, where's all the product? Yeah, we could, I couldn't afford Mac, you know, when I was a teenager. And like, there just wasn't anything at, at Target. Yeah. It was basically just like the most basic brands. You couldn't find um, a blending brush. Like you couldn't buy ben- blending brushes except at Mac. And I couldn't afford Mac. Yeah, yeah. Although I remember just not being able to buy a primer. The primer just didn't even exist. Yeah. I was. I said Shanti before. She was like, "What's the first um, makeup product you bought?" And I was like, "The first product I stole was my mum's bronzing pearls." I was just like, "I don't know what product <laughs> I bought," but I was just like, "Mum's got these Avon bronzing pearls," and I was like, "Yeah, Ew, like, Avon, that, Avon, Avon was, Mary Kay, Mary Kay." It was just they got dropped round, and I was like, "Oh, mum won't mind if I just." Uh, Dip this brush it, dip this brush in here, and just and I've, I think I've been orange ever since. Um, <laughs> so you YouTube starts working for you. You go on Instagram. Something there must be a moment where you're like, oh, there's something there. There's a hook there. It's going. What's that feeling that you get when you're like, ah, oh, yeah, wow. Luckily for me, that happened before Instagram kind of happened because in. In two, I think I got on Instagram, my first post was in 2012, but by 2011, I had been on YouTube for, I had been uploading regularly for like a year. Before that, I was just playing around and being silly, not really a YouTuber yet, but I was working at our family business at the motel and the town that I'm from is really small. Um, and a lot of my friends after school had moved away. So I was about 20, I think my friends had moved away and I was just like kind of lonely because it's a bit quiet in winter. It's a holiday town. So I was just craving like human interaction. No, my sister, my brother, my dad and mom don't want to talk to me about makeup. So it was like (laughs) my outlet. So I was almost every day filming and uploading onto my YouTube channel and um Babe, you you didn't have your mum's bronzing pearls did you (laughs) no I didn't I used my measly income to order makeup off of eBay because you couldn't get it in Batemans Bay I couldn't travel to Sydney I had to order it off like eBay and I certainly couldn't afford to order it off David Jones (laughs) so or you couldn't back then they probably didn't have an online store anyway so I was uploading every day on YouTube. And then I got offered to join the partner program, which is when you start earning money. Um, and so I was earning like a little bit, I don't know, a hundred dollars a month or something. I thought that was so cool. My mom yeah. thought that was so cool. And I was like, oh my goodness, you know, like I was not earning much money at the motel either. So I was like, this is actually not that bad if I keep it up. <laughs> this who knows? is a win. Yeah. Yeah. I just always kept it up because I enjoyed it. And I had a few other jobs after that, but I was able to go full time in about 2013, 2014. When did, like, when people started realizing your and recognizing your name, like, and people started saying Chloe Morello, like, how did that feel? People like calling, do you know what I mean? And recognizing your face, like, that must have been that's, so surreal. That's still very surreal, um, especially because it doesn't happen much over here. So, whenever I go back to Australia, it happens a lot more. That's where my most of my following is. I definitely really enjoy it. Um, and actually I ended up having a few meeting, like meetups with my followers. And even when I was in Europe, I organized meetup. Like I love meeting my followers. I organized some meetups and we actually went clubbing <laughs> and like we went yes. partying together. Love it was that. so fun. Oh my goodness. Like I met up with some friends in, I call them my friends now, 
in Hamburg and in in Belgium. And then the following year, I went back and stayed at one of their houses. Oh, my so gosh. Yeah, and invited them to my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Well, babe, I feel like that was my first encounter with you. Like, I just feel like we did the, we did the event together. And then afterwards, we just were at the end of the table. My boyfriend was there. And then now Jack goes, so how's Chloe getting on? Because he doesn't have Instagram. So he's just like, how's Chloe getting on? I was like, yeah, yeah, she's He doesn't good. have Instagram? <laughs> no, babe, doesn't have Instagram. Like he's, li- no, not not at all. I really, that's very commendable. Bless him though, but he gets sucked into mine though. So it's, <laughs> so it's just like. <laughs> Don't get him anywhere near TikTok. Oh my gosh. But, um, so talking about makeup products and you've kind of touched on it. What was the first makeup product you ever bought? I assume that it probably was like oh what were those lip balms baby oh f- remember those flip gloss do you remember do you remember the shop golo golo is that like a reject shop yes it was like a reject shop that's yeah. where i used to get makeup from and they had those little lip glosses that were real lips they were just lip balms but you could flick them open kind of like that thing dumbledore uses in the philosopher's stone <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then the lipstick pops up and I had a green apple one. It was probably that one. And then oh. definitely concealer. Like for makeup, it was probably concealer when I started getting acne. Mine was a powder foundation that was way too like orange for my skin. Tone. Powder foundation. Yes, that was where it was at. It was yeah. really dry powder foundations. And I can remember just wearing my studio fix and I'd be so dark and then I would never do this part here. So I could have this really like cool display. <laughs> and then be like... Excuse me, mate. What's uh, what's this? And <laughs> no. My school, my school uniform used to have this like orange collar all the time. It was just, oh well, I was really proud of my. My school used to make us wipe our makeup off if we had makeup on. Same. So Whoa. I could, yeah, I could only get away with like a tiny bit of mascara if I wanted to. Yeah, they always had um, they always had makeup wipes or baby wipes or whatever in the in the school. Really? Um, yeah, near the principal's so office. Century. If you're wearing makeup, you had to get sent there and take it all off. I feel like if they tried to do that, they'd get cancelled now. Oh, 100%. Because it's your self-expression. Yeah. yeah. I just feel like in the UK, that would just go down like a lead balloon. It's like all these girls <laughs> rocking with their brow. Yeah, <laughs> I don't like... think that, I feel like they shouldn't be allowed to dictate what you put on your face. Totally. I'd be like, Ollie Bear, get, get, go and get your slap on. Um, babe, talking <laughs> about um, TikTok, what, um, and I'm not very good at it because I feel like I just look at hacks on Instagram. Is there any like great hacks that you've learned on TikTok? I did see one that you did recently when you did the dots. Yes. So I didn't learn that one on on TikTok, but ah. I put it on TikTok. But I learned one where you can put the contour, like kind of where you put your highlight. Yeah. And it looked quite good. Um, it made your cheekbones look really high. So instead of putting it in the hollow where it is, like you just kind of move it up a sort of finger length to where it looks wrong like it's where you would probably put blush or yeah. even highlight but it looked pretty good it made me look like very Snatch. high cheekbones yeah I just think that it might be one of those situations where it doesn't look natural in daylight yeah yeah because it's like not where you would naturally have the shadow I do love looking at Instagram though and like all the hacks that don't really work oh my gosh this, this girl had to like put the masking tape through her mouth and then be- <laughs> behind her ears and I was just like <laughs> Where is she what going with this? What about the girl that that blew up a condom and used that as a? <laughs> oh my god! How crazy was that? Because it's lubricated. How can that work? We talked about um, 
lube lube is primer, didn't we? The other yeah, the other week. We're like, what? People yeah. were doing this. that. Yeah. Yeah. So like you could basically you you'll find it on Instagram or TikTok. Basically, there's lots of makeup artists using lube and then using it as a primer before they put on their foundation. It's got glycerin in there, so that they say it's gonna help a deer. It's gonna help it adhere to the skin. And I'm just like, oh, is that is that a waste? <laughs> I heard well, I just heard on um Oh, who's that great Sydney hairstylist? She said that hairstylists use lubricant to get that wet look in the hair so that it just looks actually wet. Wet. Because I've tried to do it with, like, hair gel and it just goes crusty. Yeah. So you do need something like actually lube to. I love like lubricate. when did they realize that that was a thing? Like who was the first person to go? You know what? I'm going to try putting lube in my hair and see if that works. Like who yeah. was that person? Probably, <laughs> probably a porn actress. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you know what? I need a wet look and I need it fast. Go. I was just like, this is a multifunctional yeah. product. I was like, I could do. Or someone just accidentally got it in their hair. Done. Like, <laughs> so so good, so good. Um. <laughs> In your opinion, what do you think is the next big makeup trend? Well, I do feel like people are becoming more um, creative again. Like I didn't watch Euphoria yet, but I do what? feel like they kind of you brought, have no, to watch that. Like, I watched the but, first season and I was just like, because I was a goody two shoes in school, like, and it just scares me that they're meant to be seventeen. <laughs> But it's freaky. That means, okay, number one, I I follow you because I like to listen to what you what you and Sever have watched. And I'm like, okay, this is a good indication. Okay, we'll do this. And and second of all, Euphoria, I was freaking out because I was just like, I was not like this at 16 and 17. They're really sexy, and now I've got an eight month old baby that's about to go to school. <laughs> I know, like, no, that's really oh like I'm gonna homeschool Santino for sure. <laughs> I'm serious. It was not. I'm sure there were people in my grade like that, but I was much too busy cutting my hair like Lizzie McGuire and <laughs> cutting my jeans to be capris so that I could be Lizzie McGuire. <laughs> I do like, I love the makeup inspiration though, of course. And like mm-hmm. what we were saying, I do think that, and now on my feed, I don't know, it's just because the algorithm knows what I'm into right now, but I'm seeing so much cool creative editorial style makeup. Yeah. And I really love that, like weird shapes or like blunt kind of edges to the eyeshadow, you know, floating eyeliners, cool stuff like that. I'm loving the brand that I'm loving is Danessa Myricks. Yes. Amazing. As well, like all the stuff that she brings out, like product wise, I feel like I need to go and do a huge order of her multi-dimensional glimmers and the paints and stuff yeah they're really really beautiful really beautiful products that gorgeous um funny mentioning being being a parent um do you feel like your makeup style has changed since becoming a mum are you as creative or you're just like oh this is no I'm more relaxed I'm definitely just finding shortcuts but if I have like an event to go to and we do get a sitter like I do enjoy doing my makeup I just feel like my face has changed so much in what way um just like when I was pregnant my face changed I don't know how to (laughs) explain it but I feel like I look so different like I've lost volume in my face a lot also, I think the air here is really dry, so I definitely have gotten, like, wrinkles that I didn't used to have. And, um, yeah, I am just feel like the ageing is, like, coming at me so fast now. I'm just – I'm definitely, like, much more into skincare and 
trying to get the hydration and plumping. And now I'm like, okay, I don't, I don't need um, pore minimizing stuff anymore. I don't want that. I don't want acne stuff. Where's the lifting cream? Yes. Yeah. Like for me, that's kind of like what I'm going for first. So the skincare's first so that it looks plump and hydrated because I'm feeling like things are going down. It's not, it's normal and it's fine. It's just not yeah. the look I'm going for. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, yeah, I just feel like uh, all my techniques now are just much more minimal and like, because I don't have as much time, more lifting techniques. It's funny. It's like I look at pictures when uh, when Ollie was first born and I'm looking at pictures now and I've obviously put on weight, but I'm like, I didn't carry, I didn't carry a baby. It's like, why am I putting all this? <laughs> it's like, I'm definitely. Oh, it doesn't matter. You just have no time. <laughs> I've like, just, I'm plump. Every, every photo now, I'm like, oh, I've definitely got, uh, I've had a few injections, but none of them are fillers. So I was just like, I'm just naturally plump now. Um. Chloe, if you weren't a famous makeup artist and a global content creator, what do you think you would be doing? I would probably still be working in death care like what I was before I started this. That blew my mind. (laughs) Yeah, I worked at a crematorium. (laughs) I read this. This is going to be something else I was going to ask you. It was just like, yeah, tell tell me more. So... I had only ever had, you know, I worked at my family's business. I was a dancer, like at at restaurants. I used to dance at um, Turkish restaurants and stuff throughout Canberra. And I taught dancing. I was a promo model, you know, one of those people. Yes. (laughs) I did that, of course, when you're like 18, 19. I loved it because I was like, oh, my God, I'm getting paid to party. Yeah. (laughs) You're not, but that's what I was like. Yay. (laughs) Um, so I did some of that. So I just did like random jobs like that. I never had a proper, well, they, they are proper jobs, but I didn't have like a nine to five job. My first nine to five job was at the crematorium. I wasn't burning the bodies, although I did do that a few times. I, cause there's someone special that does that. They have to know how to work the cremator and stuff. Um, I was in the office and obviously with, with <laughs> cremations, you can either collect them and you know some people put them in an urn and take them with them and take them home yeah or some people bury the ashes and you know we have a nice park at the crematorium and you can get like a little plaque put it on a rock make your own little garden I would design the plots so I would help design the garden I would help them decide which part of the would you like the area near the waterfall or would you like this little creek or would you like this quiet corner near the rose bush like what do you, where do you want to put the ashes? And then I would help them design the, the plaque and, um, you know, what font do you want? Do you want a picture? Like that kind of thing. You were still really creative. I did get to be a little bit creative. Yeah. yeah. I did think it was a very rewarding job in that you're helping someone do something really important, you know? Yeah. And, um, all I had heard is that the person that was in my position right before me had left very abruptly and like she wasn't as suited to the job and wasn't very compassionate. So I was just glad that like I definitely was a lot more compassionate, very compassionate and um, like I'm really proud of the work that I did yeah. for people there. I'd probably still be doing that. You'd still be doing that. It's funny, I was saying to Shanti because I read, I read that about you and um, I used to work for a brand called Ilamasca. One of the services that they offered was called the final art of self-expression where one of our artists would go in to the morgue? 
and the and they would do the makeup for the per the person that was in the co- coffin and that was like that was part of a service that you could book through the website someone would go go in and they were like Ros, do you want to go in i was like no i'm not sure i'm ready for that i'm not sure i'm ready for that but the final art of self-expression that's what it was called I love that they called it that though. Like that's so lovely. There's one thing that I always worry about, like worry about. It's not like I'm in a casket right now, but if you are, <laughs> right. No, but like how do you, like, you know, you're so, like makeup such a personal thing and you do your makeup your own way. Having someone do your makeup as you're going to lay to rest for the rest of your life, that freaks me out. I'm like, dude, you did my contour wrong. Yeah, like maybe <laughs> they should have a service where you become really good friends with someone at Illamasqua and they learn how to do your makeup and then when you do pass away, they are the ones that come and do does it for you. <laughs> yeah, but it's, I'm it's, just it's, like, that's crazy. So obviously the morgue does everything else because they, they like put – like cotton wool in your head and they use like uh, Velcro on your eyelids and stuff to keep them shut. So obviously they're not trained in that. They just have the body ready and then you got to go touch. Oh my God. No, I saw, had to see a dead body a few times and it was too intense. Like I wouldn't. Yeah. I just, it. It's just too intense. And I just don't think I could actually be like, hi, hon, let's go and put the makeup, makeup on. I was just, <laughs> hi, like, hon, would you say hi, hon? I just don't know. It's I'd a be, very I'd tough like, job. Tough tough job that like would a really be tough so job. like so much respect for people that do that um on your stories you don't use filters anymore and you did it and I was like oh, do you know what that's I'm totally into it why did you do it is it important to you I know you spoke the other night going oh actually I might I might bring them back but you did it and I was <laughs> like oh I love I don't know it's, it's just real was there any method to that Firstly, I'm very lazy and to like have to swipe to find the one that you want is a bit annoying. But secondly, if I use filters all the time and make myself look really hot with a filter and then I see people in real life, like (laughs) what are they going to think? And also like when I'm reviewing products and stuff, like obviously it's a matter of um, being being honest. Yeah. Are you a a filter user, Shanti? You know what? Um, I'm a. I'm off and on. I'm definitely off and on. Sometimes I'm like, yeah, no, that looks good to go. <laughs> yeah, no, then, same. Yeah, it's it's like I would only use it for fun. I like the dumb ones that make yes. your eyes really like yeah, like a frog yeah. or the one where it's just a mouth. I love it. I love the one where it ages you, and I'm like, oh my god, is that what I'll look like? That's crazy. Or the one where it makes you a man if you're yes. a woman. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm attracted to myself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I like a fun filter. Just not. I just don't want something that's like, oh my god, this is this is perfect. And I think I was doing it before. I was u- using par- the Paris filter constantly, and I was like, what am I doing? Why am I constantly going like I look this flawless every day? Well, people now apparently go into like cosmetic surgeries and say and put the filter on their face and say, you need to make me look like this. And is that crazy? It's like, oh gosh, it's so sad. I thought Instagram said that they were banning it, but. They certainly haven't. Yeah, no, they definitely haven't. Yeah, because I thought they were gonna like. I thought the fun ones were gonna stay, and then the the ones that like snatched the you a little ones. bit and lifted. Yeah, the hot ones. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> it's like the hot <laughs> ones. Like this is this is really me. This is really who I am. <laughs> no. Um, and my final question is, where did we see Chloe in five years' time? And would you consider 
bringing out a makeup product or something along those lines. I'm very intrigued. Five years from now, I'll probably have 10 kids. (laughs) (laughs) Woo! I'll probably be driving a minivan. Um, (laughs) I... I think or I hope I'll be back in Australia by then because I'd love my kids to grow up in Australia and go to school there uh, and definitely still doing what I'm doing, but I would love to do my own my own thing. And, in fact, I might be. Woo! You heard it here, guys. Yeah, you heard it here first. Oh, my gosh, how exciting. I'm excited because it's. Uh, I like to think that it's in its own category that doesn't necessarily exist yet so I'm really excited for that for it to come out that is such a great hint and now my my mind is racing thinking what could it possibly be Mm. it's not skincare and it's not makeup it might be both and Chloe is this something that we would see this year or next year or something this year (laughs) unless the world shuts down again The product is like on its way here, so unless oh my god, so it's du- it, you're actually in this, you're yeah. in the midst of it. No, I'm I'm out, like it's done. Um, Chloe, thank you so much for your time. Absolute pleasure. Um, I hope I see you at the QT for drinks sooner than later, or <laughs> I might see you with in- Shanti. Yes, yes, I'd love to join. Okay, great. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for joining us, Chloe. Next week's episode is something very close to Shanti and I's heart. It's all about inclusivity in beauty and why it's so important. Are you ready, babe? I'm very ready. I can't wait for this episode. <laughs>